Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, and welcome to Wannabe, the podcast that takes you from where you are now to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. I'm Imriel Morgan founder of Content is Queen, a podcast community committed to amplifying diverse voices. Want to unleash your voice? Visit contentisqueen.org to discover our creator community and how we can take your podcast to the next level. Back to Wannabe. Season six is all about women in sport and fitness. Today, we're joined by the incredible Lirian Santos, a London-based Brazilian football freestyler and a powerhouse in content creation. With over 500,000 TikTok followers and Instagram followers and modeling gigs for brands like USA Pro and Nike, Lirian is revolutionizing how we see and engage with women's football. In this episode, we'll explore Lirian's entrepreneurial drive, which she credits to her parents who overcame discrimination to provide for their family. We'll also delve into her passion for freestyle football and her role in filling the significant gap of female content creators in the sport. From planning content days to embracing spontaneity, we'll get an insider's look at her creative process. Let's go. Who did you want to be before you became who you are today and why? So from very young, I've always had this like entrepreneurial mindset. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do but from young I, I remember selling sweets with my with my sister making like 200 quid in two weeks nice. which for a kid that's good that's a lot of do money. you know what I mean I was gassed I was like oh okay and then things like that and then during secondary school I made plans to like start a skincare company something like that just do you wow. know what I mean just r- random things I didn't end up doing it but like in my head it was always like I don't know what I want to do exactly but I want to be successful mm-hmm. and that was the end goal failure was not an option and I feel like that mainly comes, I think, from seeing your parents work so hard. Like, my parents are originally from Brazil. I was born there as well, but I came here when I was three. And, you know, seeing your parents have to take on jobs that aren't considered worthy. So, you know, my mom was a cleaner for a very long time. There would be stories where she'd come back crying. And, like, you see things like that. For example, she also did, like, babysitting. So one day a kid goes to her, like, I don't want you to be my babysitter. I don't like your skin colour. And says that. So, like, imagine you seeing, yeah, exactly. What? I know. And this is, that? and this is what I'm saying. I know it's a little kid, but yeah. like that comes from your parents from and stuff somewhere. like that. So, like, seeing your parents go through things like that just to make sure you've got what you need. For me, I never really knew what I wanted to do, but I, I knew I needed to be successful. And like, not because of my motivation wasn't really the materialistic side of it. It was mainly like look what my parents have done for me, it's my turn to give back. Although a lot of people would come up to me like, yeah, but Lyrian, you don't need to feel that pressure. And even my parents themselves, like, Lyrian, like, don't worry, like, it's okay. But deep down, it's like, no, I want to do that. And it, I don't see it as a bad thing. It's good to have a goal. If that goal is helping your parents, then what's wrong with that? Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I didn't have anything specific, but like, I, like, I got to do well somehow. <laughs> Success by any means. Basically. You are a Brazilian football freestyler. Yeah. And... Honest to God, until I found you and your content, <laughs> I literally have no idea what that is. So it looks sick. How would you describe <laughs> Brazilian football freestyle? Or like, 
even freestyle like what is that what is it what is it good how question do you, how did you <laughs> land in it in the first place okay <laughs> so i've always loved football yeah but in brazil it's very normal for people to play football in like a, a kind of informal setting right 1v1s not everyone goes and joins a team where you've got structure and you learn about formation this that for me even though i came here very young i still had that mindset like where we we would just play football for fun do you know what i mean mm -hmm. So I only started playing for a team, I think when I was 17. So I played for Dulwich Hamlet. That was like the first time I had that like structured side to football. It was fun. I really did enjoy it. But I also found it very limiting. When I play football, I like being creative, right? So I like doing skills and this. And that comes from the Brazilian side because it's like a known thing, Brazilian flair. You know, you see yeah. even like all the players. Brazilians are like known for the techie side of stuff right skillful whatnot so yeah i was playing for a team and i enjoyed it but i also found like english football is so strict it's like if you do anything outside of what the coach wants you to do it's like you're doing too much release the ball release it keep it simple and i realized that so i'm here playing and i'm like okay i'm finding this fun because obviously i love football but it's actually taking away the fun of football it's limiting me. you like, in some it's way yeah because yeah. i i used to like whenever i think of football i'm like super happy but like i remember going to train i'm thinking yeah, this is fun, but like, why can't I do the skills I want? I stuck to it, still love it, whatnot. Lockdown happened. A lot of people started doing what they loved and started even discovering new passions and stuff like that. I've always had the love of football, but because we couldn't train as a team, mm -hmm. a lot of people were doing a lot of solo sports. And I remember looking online yeah. and I literally just came across a couple of videos and thinking, oh, what's that? Like, they're doing like loads of skills. That's what I love doing, like, do you know what I mean? Maybe I should try to do something like that. So then I thought, Look, there's a lot of men doing this. I've seen maybe like one girl in the UK, maybe two. Mm -hmm. That's not that many. And I've seen loads of like male content creators, freestylers. And I thought, you know what? There's a little niche here. Let me just see. I'm gonna try and do some skills. If I can learn some stuff, then I'll film it. And if it does well, great. Started really falling in love with it. Had a lot of time on my yeah. hands, obviously. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like a lot of time. So I was just even in the garden practicing, practicing. Started to learn some skills and I was like, okay, it's not as hard as I thought it'd be. Let me start posting. And then I started posting it. A couple of videos started to blow up. My aim through the videos is to basically bring that happiness into football again, because I know football can actually be quite toxic. A lot of people, yeah. you know, they get into teams, then they get dropped. They don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Their whole life they've planned to be a footballer. Yeah. So like it's to show as well, look, you don't need to be a professional footballer. You can still enjoy the sport in a different way. Maybe I'm not a professional footballer, but I have love for the sport and that's what I wanted people to watch the videos and feel. But yeah, the skillful, happy football vibe. I want to put that all into the videos and that's how it happened during lockdown, basically. And it took off, basically. And it took off and it took off and it became a full-time job, which is crazy. Which is wild, because what would your day-to-day -day look like? I mean, obviously you're content creating, so... Mm -hmm. But yeah, what is the routine? I won't lie to you. I don't go every day, nine to five, filming videos because... That does get draining. Mm -hmm. And I love what I do so much that I would hate for it to become like a chore. I'll plan days for content. I'll be honest, I'm not a very organized person. So sure. I wouldn't say that, you know, I've, I write everything down and that's exactly what I'm gonna film because I actually find that sometimes the spontaneous content actually performs better. Mm -hmm. You should be a little bit organized just to know what yeah. you're gonna film. But at the same time, don't like try and make it into like some corporate nine to five where you've got to like, write, do you know what I mean? like chill go film see where the vibe takes you and like that's how i like filming my content to be completely sure. honest but yeah like i'll go out um in the week collab with a couple freestylers as well and yeah just see where it goes speaking of collabs though how does that come about are they reaching out to you are you reaching out to them is it two ways is it because there's just mutual respect for what you 
both are doing. And so you're like, yeah, let's do something together and just like post that. And it, that's it. That's like the whole end goal. There's like a freestyling community in London. Well, worldwide, actually. But like everyone knows each other already. When someone's not free, you ask someone else and they're like, yeah, 100%. Because you always have to be on it. Well, content yeah. is like that. Like yeah. you can't take too much of a break. You've got to be like, okay, I've not posted for however many days I've got to go film. So yeah. there's always going to be someone that's on filming. So yeah, it's just, <laughs> there's a community and it's just, you just, yo, want to get some content? Yeah, let's go, <laughs> sort it. Done. <laughs> I love that there's so, so much willingness. It just seems like yeah. almost so, e so easy. <laughs> well, you got to do it, innit? Because like, if we are treating it like a nine to five as if like a full-time job, mm -hmm. you've got to actually put the work in i'm guessing it's a mix of you're posting content in the hopes that the content then leads to deals or partnerships or yeah. whatever so when you're saying it's part of the job it's part of the job that's like necessary to lead to the paid stuff 100%. essentially yeah. yeah obviously i do it for the love of it mm -hmm. but at the same time got to pay your bills yep. you know what i mean so you can't be a hypocrite yeah you gotta <laughs> do what you love but you gotta make some willow as well yeah <laughs> so essentially yeah you've got to keep up with the content because that's how you get your partnerships. That's how you get your, you know, paid posts and whatnot. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Fair. Speaking of like collaborating and you mentioned when you started out, there were, you only found like one or two yeah. people. It's not to say that there were only one or two, but it's mm -hmm. just kind of what you could see mm -hmm. and what was available to you at the time. One, has that changed at all? And then two, in terms of your collaborations, are you also actively seeking out like other girls and women to do this with? Has that become easier in the last I guess three years because the pandemic was 2020 when you started. I've seen way more, 100%. But even if it's just like getting into football in general mm. or like football content creation, there's girls that do them playing FIFA, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's, yeah, there's a lot more than, you know, like you said, three years ago. It is much easier to collab. I filmed a recent YouTube video with a friend, Adna. Shout out to Adna. <laughs> and I met her in like a, like a football event. And there's so many female ballers that, I didn't even know about before. Before yeah. I was like, there's not that many girls that play football now. There's such a huge community. And I don't know if it's always been there, but it's not been shown. Mm -hmm. And now it's like come to light. Yeah, I would say certainly since the lionesses 100%, rose to prominence, yeah. there's been more attention. It yeah, definitely it feels like, yeah, the spotlight has definitely yeah. shifted. Mm -hmm. Or it's, at least it's widened from yeah, the yeah, men's yeah, sport yeah. to the women's sport. So of it's course, so naturally, you're going to have mm -hmm. more women that are playing the sport, not necessarily in the freestyle community, mm -hmm. but like just mm -hmm. are very talented with a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's just the nature of playing football. I knew I could play football. My parents are always super open to it. It was never like I could do it as a profession type of thing. Yeah, you can do it for fun and you can join a team or whatnot. But this whole representation thing is actually so important because yeah. I was saying I was very ambitious from very young and I wanted to do well, but also I wanted to do what I loved. But when you're growing up and you don't see anyone that does that or like, I didn't remember, I don't, honestly, the only player I remember is Matha, which was a Brazilian football player. Other than that, I didn't know any other players. So yeah. it was a thing where it's like, I can do this for fun, 100%, but like, I can't become a football player. That doesn't exist. That job yeah. role isn't even a thing. How can I do something that doesn't exist. I remember that was one of the reasons actually as well, I like joined the team so late because I always feel like, oh, maybe if I had joined earlier, maybe I would have gone a different path. And yeah. I'm super happy with, you know, the path I've taken now because it's still, I've always still come back to football, which is the main thing, which I love. But it's so interesting. It really did show me how important representation is. It's sure. so crazy. Don't go away. We're about to get into the heart of how Lyrian inspires the next generation of young girls to kickstart their dreams in football and beyond. Stay with us.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Right, let's get back to it. We talk a lot about this on the podcast because uh, a lot of the times I am interviewing mostly women mm-hmm. who have just like entered paths. They're either the very first to do it or mm-hmm. they're one of very, very, very few women to do mm-hmm. it. And it's like, how did it even enter your mind that this was a possibility? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And sometimes it's because they've seen men do it and they're like, well, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't even know it exists, how can you conceive how can it? You exactly. And so it really like. takes like a lot of mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of forward motion on your part 100%. to be like, I am going to pioneer in this thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, I didn't yeah. even know was a thing. And I do think it is incredibly important that people can see or know that this exists. We've had a couple of footballers. We had Hope Powell, who was the former Lioness manager. And it's like, OK, yes, there's like traditional football. But mm-hmm. like, what if that's not for you? What if you just want to add your own style? Like, what is the path? You literally said it all right there. So, yeah, I mean, now that you're in it and you're in the throes and in the mix of like doing what you love and what you're clearly very talented and good at, where would you like to see it go next? The aim, I'd say, is probably, hopefully I'm doing a bit of that now, but I do want to inspire more girls, more people to get into sport, okay? Mm -hmm. Regardless of, like I was saying, if that's professional, if it's amateur football, if it's for fun, just fall in love with it because it honestly is so good for you for your mental health for everything so that's what I want to do and ideally free content but I'd like to think I'm trying to do that now I remember I was talking to my agent I want to do like a little documentary like going around different countries and trying to inspire people through sport as well I don't know maybe a Lyrian Santos documentary going to different countries that are very football centric imagine like getting them involved and like helping the community through sport that's something I've always thought about, which would be amazing. That sounds cool. I, I think I'd watch it. I you watch it. I would. You know, I'm gonna do it. I don't technically love football. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. definitely done a whole series around sport, <laughs> and I'm like, football is not like my first love sport. Fair enough. But. I have watched so many football documentaries Mm -hmm. and people talking about it. And actually, I think my interest in football has largely been because it's just like men kicking a ball on the field. I'm just not interested. (laughs) But actually, since women's sport has Mm -hmm. become so much more prominent, I actively seek it out. Like, I follow football accounts. I follow football content creators Mm -hmm. who are women because that actually, the reason I don't like the sport isn't because it's just because it's men. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it just doesn't appeal to me. It's relatable as well. Yeah. But I think you're right. Like, having a documentary or yeah just a bigger piece of content that kind of like dives into yeah delves into the the nitty-gritty of like even what stops people from getting into it or like what are the avenues because i guess yeah if you're in a different country Mm -hmm. yes the uk is pretty good at like creating pathways for young girls and women but maybe other countries just don't have that infrastructure a hundred percent my main inspiration for that was actually going to the favelas in brazil Mm -hmm. i filmed my version of a documentary (laughs) you know just got a camera got a friend started filming for youtube and it was just like 
interviewing people that live in the favelas and stuff like that. It's so inspiring to see that even with, I mean, not ha they don't have so much, but they still find a way to find the positives in life and, and stuff like that. And football does play a big role in that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like I was saying, it's such a football-centric country. It really does change lives. People in the favelas, sometimes they pick between crime and football. So it was something that I looked at and I thought this would be so interesting really go into. And I don't know, yeah, maybe show that to the world. And then also inspiring young girls, young kids to get involved in that, which is like obviously women's football is growing so much, but it's still it could be. It could be so much better. So much better. Yeah. So like stuff like that. I wanted to get into you getting into freestyle, the skills development side of it. This is year three or coming on to mm -hmm. the end of your year three in doing this. Like, how are you? finding out what skills to do, practice, learn. Are there like trends that suddenly someone's unlocked this like skill level and you're like, oh, that's the next wave. Let's all try and do this. Yeah, there are trends. I think with freestyle, obviously you can teach yourself new skills and stuff, but there's only so much you can do it. Like, would you want to see me do like jumping off a building, doing kickouts? <laughs> it gets to a point where it's like, okay, I've done this skill. Shall I'm going to try and learn this. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> I feel like I started getting more into football content creation in, in general. Anything mm -hmm. football related, I was there. Do you know what I mean? Because I think it opens more options for mm -hmm. content that you can put out. So, yeah, I still like trying to learn new skills and stuff like that. But I also try and do like other videos, like random, you know, doing kick ups with a, with a lime or like a lemon, something like that. Something different, but still always football related. Right. Yeah. There's another thing in Brazil called Alchinha which is like a sport where basically you've got four people and you keep the ball up and they just add crazy skills. And it's it's not considered freestyling, it's a whole different sport, but I find myself like doing a lot of that as well. It's just anything football related. I just try and switch it up each time because yeah. I don't want the content to get boring. Yeah. So that's why I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd still call myself like a free, freestyler now. I do a bit of freestyle here try and do some different football content yeah totally makes sense i think keeping it nice and broad yeah as a, as a content marketer in my mind i'm like yes you want like the big picture and then you can also niche you down do a bit into it, yeah yeah and like it helps to have a niche because people are like oh that's what she does yeah yeah yeah. So yeah. we know mm -hmm. and then it's like actually we can see that she does more it opens up the doors because mm -hmm. i mean i've seen you do presenting i've seen i've seen some of these like football interviews that you do with other people um <laughs> yeah so that's like, well, football yeah, and it's, all, and it's all within the kind of same sphere. It doesn't yeah. feel out of place mm -hmm. or, yeah, like, oh, why is she doing that all of a sudden? Yeah, it doesn't I want to do like a that. bit of everything. Like like I said, I've, I've literally had so many plans that I want to do. So, like, just narrowing it down to freestyle is, like, it's cool. But, like, I also like doing a bit of this and a bit of that. I have this little saying now called Brazilian style. So, like, whenever I'm going to do a skill, I'll get someone to film. They're like, yo, Lurian, show me Brazilian style. So, basically, essentially, Brazilian style is having a source within the football setting. So let's say someone chokes the ball, I'll do like a cool touch and then try and do a skill. I just call everything Brazilian style now. <laughs> like I don't even call it freestyle, it's Brazilian style. <laughs> Trademark it. Yeah. Own it. Brazilian style, yeah. Lurian <laughs> <laughs> Santos. I also wanted to ask about your other passions. So football being a big one, but I had done some digging and discovered that you're also very talented in other ways and that you can, in fact, play, like, four instruments. Oh, my God, you did do some digging. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 you're right. You so are. you are a very talented musician as well, oh. apparently. Talk me through music. Will it make a comeback? You never know. Music and football were literally, like, maybe football like that a bit higher. I had a lot of love for both of them. I think initially it was music i was learning loads of different instruments i could play the guitar piano drums 
I was learning like violin at the time or something like that. My dad plays the guitar as well from very young, just always listening and being involved in you know, the musical world. I did at a point want to become an artist. I do not know how to sing, so I don't know why I thought <laughs> I could do that. But I just thought, you know what? Bare people do a tune. Why can't I do it? <laughs> I'm so dead. Honestly, I cannot sing to save my life. I don't know why I thought that, but <laughs> music was like my first love. And interestingly enough, my first ever video was me playing the guitar and doing kick-ups at the same time. So I kind of combined my two passions. And from that video was when I realized, oh, people are kind of like enjoying this. I posted on my private account. It wasn't even when I had decided to take the whole freestyling thing serious. I was like, I posted that and people were like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like what? Film more videos like this. And I was like, hmm, that seed was already planted. And then, you know, a couple months later, lockdown happened. I was like, I'm going to do it. I don't know why I stopped the whole music thing. I think just time, but like, okay. And the nails, man. How can I play the guitar like this? I don't know. I feel like music's going to come back for you. You know uh, what? Why not? Because sometimes we all have like skills or passions. And mm -hmm. when something feels like quite a big thing for us, mm -hmm. sometimes it's not the immediate thing. It doesn't come up immediately. It just like circles back. Cool. Yeah, yeah. In no, a really does. interesting way. Like I was not a big talker. I was a... I went from communication, like mm -hmm. really into like reading and talking and then ended up with like monkeys and science. Sure. That's, that's a whole aside. Um, and then I like ended up back in communications Damn. again. So it does, like sometimes it just like rolls it does, back yeah, around. Like, no, and it's true. you might find that actually the two can converge. Yeah, you never know. Even just watching your content, like music is a quite big part of that as well. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. I literally spent like an hour picking the right song to exactly. go in the video, like 100%. So, There's still that musical it's a big, aspect in there. It's a big part of the thing. Uh, a big part of... <laughs> Of your life, and I think, yeah, if it if it was important to you, then it will come back. Well, what are you working on getting better at right now? What is that thing? Probably doing things when I don't feel like it. I need to work on that because sometimes I'm like, you know what, I'm just not in a mood, and I won't do it. And it's like, hundred percent, it's important to take a break when you need it. But like, you can get yourself in a little cycle where you're just like, oh, I really can't bother. No, you've got to push yourself. So like, probably just be a bit more disciplined, especially like with content. I think not even that long ago, I was just like, not feeling motivated. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't want to go out and film. And super valid, I know it's valid, but sometimes you just have to push yourself because then once you're there filming, you're like, why did I stop? Why did I, do you know what I mean? So like probably just a bit more discipline. Getting through the mental block. Yeah. I know the feeling though. Sometimes, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just need a break. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is true. But I tell myself that and then like my break is going on for too long. So okay, I'm like, no, no, no. Do you know what I mean? Time, it's time to Yeah, get it's time to start doing stuff. So yeah. <laughs> if I've got like a mate that I could literally be like, we're getting content next week. I will not cancel. I will 100% do it. But if it's down to myself, partner. like mm. exactly that. That helps me so much. Like even Jim, I've got a friend and she'll be like, Jim today at whatever time, like, yeah, let's do it. If it was by myself, I would not be going. So like, <laughs> that's just me being honest. I don't know why, but I work like that. It's a tried and tested methodology. Like loads yeah, of people, even in business, have accountability partners who yeah. just say like, hey, you said you were going to do this thing. Are you, yeah. Have you done it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I was expecting you to do this. Or like a deadline, 100%. having a deadline, like knowing that someone else is relying on you. Exactly. Sometimes is just, it is just the motivation. It's, it's such a weird thing. I hate <laughs> with my whole heart being told what to do. In school, I used to struggle with that. Like, why are you telling me what to do? Like, you're not my mom like me but at the same time it's not having someone telling you it's just having someone keeping you like accountable you yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically that even with my own motivation and now I have a daughter Cute. and she's like 
tiny in 18 months and I want her to be an Olympian. Uh, oh my God. Which is why this that. season exists, actually. I was like, I need to meet all of the women in sport so I'm I know so how good. to like channel that. her into <laughs> these great sports. She's been a huge motivation for why I'm like exploring mm-hmm. all of the options yeah, yeah, yeah. and like understanding how women get into this and then like how people build sustainable careers in it. Because mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing I've learned throughout the season and speaking to everyone I've spoken to is the biggest challenge was keeping it sustainable and so people can pay their bills like Mm -hmm. a lot of women are like going to world cups touring the world Mm -hmm. and then still having to take second jobs I think it is definitely changing for a lot of the sports from talking to you even in the initial part of our chat like being successful also means like you're not wanting really for anything and you can cover yourself and do you feel like you're on that path or you're already there now is there still steps to climb in terms of building sustainability from the career path that you're on I'm honestly really really grateful for like where I'm at right now 100% I feel like it's human nature to always want more yeah and although we all want more yeah (laughs) although it's relatively healthy to you know set new goals and stuff like that I, th- I think it's amazing. I also do, I've, I've learned the hard way actually to just stop and appreciate everything you've done. The little goals you've achieved, it's, it's really important. So like, I'm happy where I'm at right now, 100%. But Perfect. obviously, I set That's new goals more. every year, which is, it, it's important to also have. I'm yeah. glad to hear it. That's yeah. what we like to hear. Yes, yes. amen. Let's Win. go. <laughs> what is the best advice you've ever received and what is the worst advice you've oh ever received? Oh my gosh. Okay, best advice, obviously, mumsy. Come on, shout out mum. <laughs> she always tells me to do things first and then talk about it rather mm. than the other way around, right? So you're just gassing it up like, oh, I'm gonna do this, that, that, and tell everyone your plans and then it might not happen and you're looking like a bit silly. Do you know what I mean? So she always taught me to be really ambitious, be excited for your future plans, but like do it first, be kind of sure of it and then talk to people about it. Like not even in a gloating way, more like a motivational way. Like, yeah, you know, I've done this and whatnot so probably that he's very much like you know got to be careful with who you tell you never know who's got like bad intentions or do you know what I mean stuff like that so probably yeah I'm probably gonna say mumsy's advice and the worst advice I'm gonna say I've heard this and I just know it's not happened to me but like I know that just would be really bad advice any press is good press something like that all press is good or something like that yeah that to me I don't rate at all like just the way I am I would not be able to have people just chatting about me in like bad any ways. kind of Do you way you know what I yeah. mean in any kind of way like you kind of work hard for you for your stuff and to have anyone just ruin your reputation like that just that like nothing bad has happened thankfully but like I guess that's that's bad advice I've heard that from some people and I'm thinking really would you actually like <laughs> like in apply reality, that in your real life yeah. like, in your own life that's piece of bad advice I guess <laughs> that is really good bad advice because I agree <laughs> it's really good I mean it's, it's bad advice because I agree but yeah. like no I agree with you I do not believe all press is good especially yeah. in this social media age like yeah no no it is not it is really like yeah, no. it, it's next level now <laughs> like there were paparazzi days where you had mm-hmm. to be important enough to land in a paper mm-hmm. and to get bad press and then the news cycle moves on. Like, yeah. social media. You can get cancelled like that. The cancelling is so swift. And <laughs> yeah. so ju- no, the internet's too rough. <laughs> yeah. Rough so. yeah, I'm not built for that, no. man. Like, obviously, you get like these comments sometimes and you like ignore it. But like, nah, none of that bad press stuff. I can't deal with that. Fair. <laughs> Fair enough. I have really enjoyed speaking with you. I've also, you're just, you've just been such a delight. You've just been smiling the whole time. Oh, and that makes makes too. these so much easier to do. Oh, appreciate so, it. So thank you so much.
Wow, what an inspiring journey Lorian Santos has been on so far. From uncertainties around her career path to becoming a leading force in women's football entertainment, her story is a lesson in following your passion and finding a niche. You can see her content on Instagram at Lirian Santos, and that's a double S at the end of Santos, and on TikTok at Lirian Santos, also double S with an underscore. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wannabe. If Lirian's story resonated with you, please do consider sharing this podcast with others. Let's spread the word about the empowering journeys of trailblazers like Lirian. Keep up with the latest from Wannabe by following us on your favorite podcast player and Instagram at contentisqueenhq. Until next time, bye. This is a Content is Queen production, hosted and produced by myself, Imriel Morgan, editing by Joseph Perry, sound design by Amber Miller, and the production assistant was Sharai White. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. Mm. 